Okay, we are learning Da'af Chav. We're starting from the Mishnah, uh, which is now going to discuss kind of in general, the Avodah, uh, the general routine. That's the truth, but it's going to contrast something that the way it was done during the rest of this year and the way that it was done on Yom Kippur. So we're going to be talking about Trima Sadeshen. So what's Trima Sadeshen? Trima Sadeshen is something which took place. Uh, we're going to see it took place to the very tail end of the night, generally, but it could take place earlier in the night as well. And they would go to the Mizbah and they would uh, lift a small amount of the ash that was there and place it next to the Mizbah. Um, you know, Trima Sadeshen is, is often confused with Hotzah Sadeshen. Hotzah Sadeshen is cleaning out the garbage, you know, like really actually removing all the ash from the Mizbah. According to many Rishonim, that actually didn't even happen on a daily basis. Uh, the mitzvah of, of, of Trima Sadeshen, the Harama Sadeshen, means to pick up the, the, the Deshen. It doesn't really mean to clean it off the Mizbah at all. You just take a little bit and you put it next to the side of the Mizbah. It's more ceremonious, if you wish, than actually on a practical level. Hotzah Sadeshen, which is which seems to be, you know, acting on a more practical level, that's when they would actually clear it all away and remove it, take it outside the camp, but that's not really what, 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 what Trimah Sadeshen, the mitzvah, is about. Now, <clears throat> just to clarify here, in introduction to Trimah Sadeshen, the Pesukim and Parsha Sa'av put two inyanim together. One inyan is the inyan of, of the Haktar Simur, and then it talks about the Tzav Sadeshen. So the Pesukim say, you might have in the side of your Gemara, Tzav is a harun, but it's bought off lemur, So Hashem says, this is the way the carbonola is burnt. He ha'ayla, this is the ayla. Amokza, it's on the mokad, it's on the fire, it's on the mizbech, the whole night. And this is the idea that the imurim can be burning continuously throughout the night, ad haboke, until in the morning. We want to see that the Eisham mizbech is, is burning on it. So we see a din of the haktaras imurim, that it's the entire night. And then the Pasuk says, the next Pasuk, it continues with the Truma Sadashim. The Quran puts on the big day Kuhuna. And the Pasuk says, And then he picks up the, 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 the ash that the carbon Ola has produced, and he puts it next to the Mizbah. So there's, there's this mentioning, almost like a blending of two dinim here together. One din is the Haktara of the Imurim, the whole Laila, the, 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 the Imurim are burning on the Mizbah. And then also we have an idea of the Truma Sadashim. Now, deshen means ash, and obviously when meat's burning, it's going to go through different stages, right? You'll have like plump, juicy meat, and then eventually harden, shrivel, eventually turn into ash. And we're going to see exactly what, what has to be, what level does it have to reach in order for it to be, to be shy at the, the trumas hadeshen. Okay, so the Mishnah starts off here. Bechol yom, each and every day, tarmin is hamizbeach. It's a mitzvah each and every day to be tarim the mizbeach. At what time? It would be either... Um, Right at the Kriya of the Gever, or close to it, being the fall of the Akhra, whether it's a little bit before, a little bit after. Now, the Kriya of the Gever, we'll see, it's either talking about when the rooster cries, or Gever might mean the person who's in charge of uh, telling everybody that it's time for the Avodah. We'll see two interpretations in the Gemara on the Ahmed base. But either there would be some Kriya of the Gever shortly before, before daybreak, and they used to do the Truma Sadashan right around then, either a little before, a little bit after. So basically, it's a way of saying the tail end of the night. That's when the Truma Sadashan was. Of Yom Kippur, Mechatzos. On Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol was doing it much earlier. Uh, the Kohen Gadol was doing it at Chatzos. Now, I say the Kohen Gadol, the truth is, it's not so pashit at all necessarily that the Kohen Gadol did Truma Sadashan. And it really comes down to a really fundamental question is, does the Kohen Gadol have to do all the Avodas of the day, or only the special Avodas, the Avodas of Yom Kippur? Um, and we'll come back to this. We'll revisit this in the Gemara, and we we'll see the reason why on Yom Kippur the coin is being done at midnight. We'll revisit why exactly there's a svara 
whether it should be the Kohen Gadol is doing it or any Kohen can do it. But Akopanim, the Trimas Adeshin is done at midnight on Yom Kippur night. Uvaragalim, and when it's one of the Regalim, Nashmur or Rishon, then they would do it at the end of the first watch. Remember, the night is divided into, um, into three watches. So it's divided into thirds, basically. So, so it's a way of saying the first third of the night, at the end of the first third of the night, that's when they would, that's when they would do it. And again, we're going to see why it's done earlier. We'll see the Svar, why it's, does that, why it's like that in the Gemara. And already we started alluding to the reason. And the Regalim, even before the time for the Gever came, it was already packed. It was already packed with Jews, so many people who were there for the Regalim. So, so something, because of that, we'll have to see the nature exactly of the, of the Svara, but something to do with the packed crowd already in the time that they would usually do the Trimah Sedeshin, they used to uh, do it much earlier, all the way earlier that it was um, by the end of the first watch of the night. Okay, so now, now that we have those pertinent facts here, again, Shabbat Sedeshin, the end of the night generally, Chatzos on Yom Kippur night, end of the first watch on the Regal. So now we look at a Mishnah in Zvach. Just a little bit of here. Generally, things that are on the Mizbeach, and if they're Paku, if the Mizbeach, you know, pops them off, how do things pop off the limbs? Well, you have to remember, they're in a fire, so things sometimes pop, pop, pop off and fall away. So if you have a limb from the carbon Ola, Carbon Tamin here, which is pop, pop, uh, which is popping off of the mizbech. So what's the din? If it's kaidim chatzos, if it's before midnight that it pops off yachzer, they have a din of chazara, meaning there's still mechuyet mechayev, there's still require further burning. Molin and therefore there's meila, there's meila because there's it's not naaseis mitzvah. So that's the concept of meila until the mitzvah is completely fulfilled, then there's going to be meila. So we don't see that the mitzvah of haktar is fulfilled at this point because they're supposed to be returned. It's before, it's before chatzos, so they, 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 they move them supposed, supposed to be returned, and therefore they have mila. However, if it's lachar chatzos, if it's after chatzos, then lo yasser, they're not returned. But there's no mila. We say it's already, it's enough. Burned, it's enough at this point. So we see an interesting state of chatzos. Now, I have to know that the Gemara in Zvachim says that, um, what kind of things are we talking about? The Gemara like, looks at this halach and the Gemara is like, wait a second. If it's a juicy piece of meat that really hasn't burned yet, it doesn't make a difference before chatzos or after chatzos. How can it be? Uh, clearly, it's mechayev more of haktar. It doesn't make any sense. And the Mara says, you're right. If you're talking about a, you know, like real ba'en, real juicy meat, then even if it's after chatzos, you have to return it, and there's still meat. And the Mara says, and if you're talking about deshit, it's already turned mamish into ash, and it's already burned down as much as it can burn, then there's no question that even if it's before chatzos, there's, not mechayev, there's no mechayev to return it to, to the mizbeach. So the Gemara says that we're talking about, this mission is talking about a very, like, specific state. The state is called Shriri. So Shriri is like in the middle, you know, Nishtahin Nishtahar. It's like it's, it's hardened, it's shard, it's not exactly like a juicy piece of meat, but it's not ash yet. We're talking about something in the middle. So it definitely is further that it can be burned down, but it's not, in a, it's not like in a state where it's actually dashing at this point, but it's not exactly juicy meat either. So we're talking about in that state, and that's what we're learning, that, that, that before Chatzos there's a din to return it, and after Chatzos there's no din to return it. That's the, the rule of the mission. So the Gemara asked, how do we know this? Mechatesi, there's such a halacha. Mechatesi, that chatzos is a koveya, that the thing is makai in the haktara. In other words, we're, we're again, we're, it's based on where the thing is holding. It's already basically burned, but it's not reached its state of deshen. 
It's not burned down completely. And we're saying that there's a cutoff point of chatzos, that if it's pakum out, that, that before chatzos there's a din to be machzorit, after chatzos there's no din to be machzorit. That's what the Mishnah and Zvachim is telling us. And we're saying, like, where, what's the, what's the svar in this? Again, the svar of Me'ila returning it is whether the mitzvah is fulfilled. Why do we see that chatzos, basically the concept of terminology here is that it's osa equal, basically, that it says it's fully burned. Even when it's not actually ash, we say after chatzos already. If it's if if it's if it's dried out and it's not, there's no, we don't see any more like juicy meat on it. That at that point it's considered burned. It's considered the haktar happened. But not only how do we know this? So Amar Rav, we look at the pasuk. On the one hand, these are the pasuk that we were talking about. This we said in the pasuk. So we're talking about. Doesn't actually say the word behiktir there, but it's talking about the concept of aktara. But it's mashma that the din aktara has to be the whole night. Meaning, if you just looked at that pasuk, that the they, they move and burn the whole night long, you would definitely have the implication that if it comes off at any point, unless it's mamish desh and mamish, you would have to return it because the pasuk saying the aktara is the whole night. So from that pasuk alone, it would be mashma, even if it's shard, even if it's even if it's dry. But if it comes off any point during the night, you should return it. That's the implication of that pasuk. But then look at the next pasuk. That the whole night he takes away the ash. So meaning, what's the next pasuk? The pasuk that continues. So the pasuk's not saying that in the morning the kohen gadol is doing it. It's mashma that the kohen gadol is doing shemas hadeshen the whole night long as well. Because again, we're saying the same time frame of is going on the next continuation of the pasuk of So implication is that anything that is on the Mizbech at night has, has a shame of Dash and it's considered like Ash and it's fit, it's fit for, for Shema Sadash. Now, this, I'm just saying it over the way Rashi learns the Gemara, but it's a hard thing for the Gemara to assume that. Because there's one point you want to tell me the Zman of Trimus Adashan is the whole night. Because the implication of the Pasuk is that during that time frame that the Imurim are burning is also the time frame of Trimus Adashan. I understand. But there's another question of what you are Torah. Meaning, there's a cutoff point between when the Mitzvah of Akhtar is finished and when the Mitzvah of Trimus Adashan begins. It's not only a time frame in the Zman of when the Mitzvah, the Gavra can do it, but here we're talking about when the Mitzvah of Haktara is finished on the thing burning. And we're, it's interesting that we're combining those two things. We're saying we have a stira because the second Pasuk is Mashma, that it, as long as it's on the Mizbeach and it's night, then it, it's shy of to do Trimas HaDeshen from that thing. It has a shame that it's Deshen. A shame that it's Deshen means it's Din of Haktara is fulfilled. That's the, the, the cutoff point, right? The, to, as soon as we're saying that you can do Trimas HaDeshen, we're saying it's not Machai of Haktara any longer. And that's the steer that the Gemara is making. The implication of the first part of the Pasuk is that he, Olam, is back that they will require burning the whole night until their mamish dash and mamish, they, they have to be burned. And by saying that, that the Kohen could be Torah the whole night, the Gemara is saying, effectively, the Torah is saying is that the shame dash is on the Imurim as long as they're burning on the Mizbech. And again, it wouldn't be a juicy piece of meat, but effectively we're saying that the shame deshen should be chal as soon as it's the whole night and as long as it's shard, even if it's not totally burned down. That's what the Gemara, the Gemara is bothered by. Um, and again, it would be mashba, and this is the way Rashi learns, that you could actually literally do a trimas hadeshen from a shard piece of meat, even if it's not actually burned down into ash from the second pasuk. The second pasuk is mashba. They hear mas hadeshen, whatever is burning there on the, on the mizbeach during the night, 
as long as it's not juicy meat, that's Vahirim Asadashin. So we have a steer out between whether or not you need to fully burn down these things the whole night, the first part of the Pasuk, and the second part of the Pasuk, which is Mashiach. You don't have to burn them down fully the whole night long. As long as they're on them as and they're shard and it's nighttime, then it's Shayach and it's a Deshin that you could do the Trim Asadashin from that thing. So how How do I resolve my steer between the Pasukim? So we say, you know what it's saying? Chalkeu, you divide the night. Half of it is meant for burning, half of it is meant for separating the Trimas Adash. And what we're saying is that effectively the Torah is saying a contradiction, a total contradiction, and it's meant to be resolved with a split. So the Haktarah really isn't the whole night. The Haktarah really is only till Chatzos. And the Trimas Adashin really isn't, till, isn't, isn't the whole night. The Trimas Adashin is only from Chatzos and on. So that's, first of all, a zman in the mitzvah. So it's saying you burn until chatzos, from chatzos and on, you do the tremas adashin. And then that's also reflective of the din of the imurim. Until the, until chatzos, the imurim are mechaiv, that they be burned further. And therefore, if they're pakling almas back, you should return them. But after chatzos, the imurim aren't mechaiv anymore of haktarah. Wherever they're holding, as long as it's not juicy meat, it's a shayach hashem deshin, it's chal hashem deshin on that, on that sharp piece of meat. And therefore, you can separate it. But in order to answer that question that way, what did we have to do? We created a hard split. Even though the Pasuk said, burn the Emurim the whole night, we're saying, no, 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 no. It also says in the next part of the Pasuk, to trust the Deshen the whole night, which is a stira, burning or, or doing merit. Must be the Torah saying that in a divide. Until Chatzos, it, it's the Akhtara. After Chatzos, it's the Trima. That's the interpretation of the Gemara. So, every day, what did our Mishnah say? The very tail end of the night, right at the, call, the calling of the Gever, a little bit before, a little bit after. On Yom Kippur, they do it at midnight. On the Regolim, they do it at the end of the first watch. That's the, the timing of the mitzvah. Either usually the tail end of the night, Yom Kippur, Chatzos, and on the Regolim, the end of the first watch. If you're saying your interpretation is correct, that it's a din da'araisa, that Shurma Sadeshin is from the time of Chatzos, because on the one end, the Torah said, again, the Torah is the whole night. On the other end, the Torah said that the, that the Shurma Sadeshin is the whole night. So we're resolving and saying in the middle of the night, it's Chal, the Zman of Shurma Sadeshin. So the Gemara asks as follows. Read the Gersa quick, carefully. Hechi Makdimen, how could you do it early? That's a great question, meaning we're, we're focusing on the Zman that they did it on the Regalim. And during this man of the regalim, it said, when do they do it? At the end of the first watch. That's clearly against the din. Ish bishlam, if you say that the whole night is both the man of the Haktara and the man of Tremesadeshin, somehow we can't reconcile that. But bishlam, if you would say that, it'd be great. The whole night, it's shy to do Tremesadeshin. So on, 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 on the regalim, they do it at the end of the first watch. But if you're telling me that, that you're supposed to interpret it as the Torah is saying, divide the night in two, and this man of Tremesadeshin is only after Chatzos, then we don't have any way that we can do it on the regalim at the Miyash Murishon. So that question is very clear. But now, in the parentheses, it also says more. It also says, How could you make it later? What, what does that mean? Meaning, most of the year, when do they do Trimah Sadashen? The tail end of the night, the Kriya Sagevah. So the Gemara's Kashi is, if there's a Dindar to do it by Chatzos, how does that make sense? Now, that's a very shver question, and Rashi doesn't like it. Because what's the alternative? That this man is the whole night. Ah, and then you understand why it's done at the tail end of the night? Meaning... If the Zman is, until now we were thinking the Zman is the whole night. Why are you doing it at the end of the night? Because you could do it the whole night. It's not Machayv to do it the first second. The Zman of the, of the Aroma is the whole night. So they are that you wait for most of it to burn and then you do it at the, at the latest moment at that night. That, that would make sense. But now that you said, no, the Zman isn't the whole night. The Zman is only the second half of the night. Now suddenly you have a Kasha, why we establish it at the end of the night. That's not a Kasha. We didn't do anything to make it worse. So Rashi takes away the gears. 
That, that would be the pashtas. The other Akronim will have it. The idea might be that, you know, like Zrizim Akdim and the mitzvahs. But again, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't make sense. We didn't make that problem by saying it's only the second half of the night. The alternative was that there's mitzvahs the whole night. And then that kasha was also there's Zrizim Akdim and the mitzvahs. Elamai, what are you going to say? I want to wait for most of the stuff to burn so that I could be Meirim the Deshen from more, from more the Imurim. So Chazawar Kovea, they established his man at the end of the night. No, so we, nothing changed about that. That, that. that question can still remain that way. Okay. So Pashtus, we should take away the Gears of Hechem Achrinon. And the question of the Gemara should only be, how could it be that on the Regalim we're being Torim the Deshen? At the end of the first watch, before Chatzos, if now that we're saying that this man of Truma Sadeshin is only from Chatzos and on, how could I do the mitzvah before it's man? That would be simple. That would be the Mars question. Okay, Gevald. So we're going to try another source. And the Pashtus is that we're going to the Gemara here, Ella, meaning that the Gemara is rejecting the previous, the previous approach completely. Again, the previous approach was trying to say that the Pasuk saying this man of the is the whole night, and also saying, implying that this man of the Truma Sadeshin is the whole night, it meant to divide it in two. So now the Gemara comes, Ella, a second approach. Ella, Amar Abiyech. Just look at the Dinak Torah. Don't focus on the Din of Trimas Let's just focus on the first part of the Pasuk. First part of the Pasuk, again, that the Haktar is going, that they the entire night. So from the fact that it said the whole night, in Udeshu, out of Boker, clearly I know. That morning goes until that, that that night goes until the morning. It says Kol Halayla Ad Haboker. Those two words Ad Haboker are superfluous because if it's saying you burn it the whole night, clearly I know that's until the morning. So what's the word saying Ad Haboker? So we say Ten Boker Labaker Shalayla that you have to add a morning to the morning. What does that mean? Add a morning to the morning. It's a, it's a strange it's a strange terminology. But what it's saying is we're saying that it's really Lav Davka. And that it's tough because you would think that this, the Pshuta Shemikra is actually emphasizing its mom's till the morning. The whole night, but it's actually doing the reverse. By adding those two words, it's saying the din of the Haktara is not mamish the boker, until the boker of the boker. The boker means the time period during the night, the end of the night, that's before daybreak. So the Haktara is not the entire night. The Torah is telling you that there's a Zman that's during the night when, when, the, the, when the Din Haktara is over. And the Torah didn't clearly identify what the time was. And Chazal are assuming there's an assumption that's being made. If there's a Boker of the night, it must be that it's probably Chatzos. And that's, it, it, it's unclear how exactly that's seen, why exactly that's the breakup here. That the Ten Boker, the Bakr, Sholayla, we're assuming is Chatzos. But that's the way the Gemara's Mashma here. So we're saying... Yeah. So hold on, so hold on. Now that we're saying that, if you notice carefully, now we're going to do this, we're only going to say that's a din in the Haktar. That's the way Rashi learns here in Yuma. That focus of the drasha is a din in the Haktar Asimurim. The Haktar Asimurim is only kol halayla ad haboker. Because, think about it, let's go slow here. There's really a steer. What are we saying? Kol halayla ad haboker, ad haboker, labakar shaboker. That it's really not the whole night, it's really only until chatzos is you need the din Haktar. No, so what's the zman, what's the time frame of kol halayla? So you're going to say, that's what it's saying. Lav dafka, it's only out of boker. Tarot says, but we could say better. There's the, the Torah is saying, kol alayla, alts the truma sadeshin. The truma sadeshin can taka be done the entire night. You do the truma sadeshin, as long as it's ash, you can do it the whole night. Whatever's up there on the Mizbech, you can, as long as it's ash, you can do the whole night. But in the din haktara, the Torah is telling you that the din of haktara is only ad boker, meaning it's only until the boker of the layla, only until chatzos. 
So it comes out a very fascinating thing. It's almost the opposite of the first approach. Instead of trying to reconcile the time frame and say that, 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 that there's a time when Haktara ends and now Shemesedeshin begins, what the Gemara is attempting to do is say that there's no connection whatsoever. There's a din in the Haktara that it's Araboker, that it's only until Chatzos. And, and, and after Chatzos, we see that as long as it's Shar, the, the din Haktara was fulfilled in the Emur. There's another din that the time frame for Shemesedeshin is the whole night. Beginning of the night as well. There's no stira. So Mamela, now it comes out that I could do Trumas HaDashen the whole night as long as I'm doing Dashen. And there's a separate Allah on the Akhtaris Emurim that the Akhtaris Emurim has to go until Chatzos and, uh, and not after. So it comes out, it's like, it's a totally different approach here than the Gemara had been given. So now, if I could decide to do Trumas HaDashen any time during the night, so we just have to figure out what reasonably makes sense to us. And when I say us, it means, you know, what Chazal are going to try to conveniently say Trumas HaDashen could be done, but it could be done essentially the entire night. So what do we say? Hilkach, kol yom, every single day, what do you do? We just say, wait till the end of the night. Why not? Because you may as well. Because, again, you have to be tarim deshen. So you could happen in the beginning of the night. You could, and any, anything which happened to be deshen, you could be kind of the mitzvah. But all of the zemurim, which are still having their thing, burning down further, there's going to be new ash. Not that you didn't mean you weren't Mekhaim the Mitzvah, but they would, their, their Deshen would only be Nitram the next day. Wouldn't be the worst thing, but you may as well just schedule it at the end of the night to have Trimas HaDeshen on everything that's on the Mizbeach. So they would wait until the end of the night. But on Yom Kippur, we have the variable of the Kohen Gadol's weakness. So therefore, we do it from Chatzos. What does it mean, the variable of the Kohen Gadol's weakness? So if the Kohen Gadol has to do Trumas HaDashen, it's very Gishmak. Because the more you pressure him to do it at the end of the night, and then quickly go to Shech Tamid and do all the start Avodos, you're going to tire him out. So better to give him breaks. So he does it already at Chatzos. He's chilling in the middle of the night, and his stories of Daniel, and his push-ups, and his songs, and the sheer. We take a break for, 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 for Trumas HaDashen. And then he takes a rest, and then in the morning he starts doing the avodah. That's one way to understand the Gemara. According to the Rishonim, the Kohen Gadol doesn't himself personally have to do, doesn't personally have to do Trimas HaDashen. So the Gemara means like this. We want the Kohen Gadol to start exactly at the earliest possible moment, because he has so much to do. So therefore, we don't want any delays. So it's almost like we prepare everything that we could way in advance. So the Trimas HaDashen, which can be done at night, don't have to wait till the morning, so we do that way in advance to make sure that that's out of the way. So that the Kohen Gadol, because of the svar of his weakness, he has so much to do once Yom Kippur starts, once the morning comes, so we get the Trimas HaDashen out of the way, we do it from Chatzos. That there's so many Jews bringing Karbanos. We do it the ash from the end of the first watch. As the mission went on to say, that the Azar would, would be totally full. Now, what's the idea? So there's two different ways how to understand. First of all, you've got to understand that it was practical. If, if, if you would do it, there were so many Jews around. So you had to wait for like a clear moment when the path to the Mizbeach was open and there wasn't all the pressures of the crowd, so on and so forth. So they did it all the way in the beginning of the night. Or you could understand that besides here for the Trimas Adeshin, what would they do with all the ash that was on the Mizbeach? So, so we know that they would have a thing that there was like the beauty of the Mizbeach to see all the ash. It was described as 300 core of ash that was there. Such a beautiful thing. So there would be a lot of work besides the Trimas Adeshin. There was a lot of other work that had to be done to the rest of the ash. They had to make a huge mound and pile it and clear away a spot for the Maracha, so on and so forth. So there was a lot of other stuff to do. So they just did the Trimas Adeshin earlier in the night. So bottom line is, this is the end. So let's try to figure out if we made any sense of this. This is one of the hardest drushes in what we come out with. We come out, it sounds like in the Gemara, that this amount of Trimas Adeshin is the whole night. We're keeping that point. That the Pasuk was mentioning by the Haktara Kola Laila, and we're saying that time frame 
of Kalalila spills over to the next pasuk of Truma Sadash. And Truma Sadash could be the whole night. Why? Certain times it's the end of the night, Yom Kippur, the middle of the night, and the Regalim, the end of the first watch. Purely just convenience, what makes sense in the base of Mikdash, not an absolute din. The mitzvah, mitzvah, the etzvah mitzvah, trim as a it can be done any time during the night. You go over to something that has desh in the mizbech and your mayor. Then there's a new halacha that we're saying, what's the kiyam akhtara in the imurim? At what point do we say that there's a fulfillment to the akhtara? And again, the nafkimina, if there's a fulfillment to the akhtara, isn't, I'm not taking them off the mizbech. The nafkimina is, if they're pakum yagal mizbech, is there a din that I have to be maxed with them to the mizbech? They're mechuyuv to be, have more sreifa done to them. And on that aspect of Haktara, we're saying there's a, the, the Torah said, Kolala Ara Boker, and the two words Ara Boker were coming to say that the Zman Haktara, the Kiyam Haktara in the Imurim, comes at Zman that's bef- at, 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 before the actual morning. The Boker of the Boker, which we're interpreting is Chatzos. That's what comes out. And so therefore, before Chatzos, if, they, if, if they're off the Mizbeach, then they're, they're still Mokhuyiv more after Chatzos than that. So we have Kolala, we have Ara Boker. Mm-hmm. By Kolala, we're applying to Shurma Sedeshin, and Ara Boker, we're applying to. But yeah. both words appear by the Emurim. Yeah. And the other thing that's weird, which it says is, mm-hmm. You're only removing the Deshen, that something that's completely, that the fire consumed. Mm-hmm. Here, if you're doing it at 10 p.m., fire it didn't consume anything. So, so- like... Can't you say... No, so let me be clear. The fight, there can be, even as soon as the night began, absolute ash on the Mizbech. Let me clarify something. You could, you're actually supposed to look at the Imurim from the Tamar up in the afternoon. And you could have it at, at, as soon as the night begins, theoretically, total ash. Complete ash. You don't have to wait. I mean, it's not the mitzvah of Trimah Sadashin. You don't have to wait, but at them... Then you can't do the mitzvah. You're right. If there's no, it happens to be Mitzvah, there's no dash, and they'd have to wait. It has to be, and it has to be dash. As be desh, you're right. And, and that part of the svar of the Gemara, that during the year, generally, we have no reason we wait to the end of the night, it, it's, it's a little bit based on what you're saying. The point is, why not? Meaning, the, the Imurim have to burn down, they turn into desh, and at some point there's going to be a truma. So why not just have it at the end of the night? And that, that's part of it. But that, that, you have to understand, that's not, that's not the mechayim of the truma sadesh. The mechayim of the truma sadesh is to go on the mizbeach anytime during the night, find ash, and be married. That's all it is. And let me bring out one point further, which Taisus discusses. Even we're saying that, that, that if it's Pakum Yalam is Bayach, as long as you know, it was shard, it would turn into Shri, even if it's not Mamish Ash, right? As long as after Chatzos, you don't have to put it back. Eh, it's already Nasim Mitzvah, so Akhtar finished. But what about the, it's Trimas Adashin? Each Imurim, doesn't it have a din to turn into Deshin and have Trimas Adashin? We're saying it's Nasim Mitzvah, so Akhtar. The Torah said, Chatzos is equal. It makes it enough burned and it's enough, enough has already occurred to it. The Haktar is fulfilled. But what about the mitzvah of Trimas Adeshin? The Torah says, this is a very important alumnus. Trimas Adeshin is not a din in the chefs of the Imur. There's no din that each Imurim requires that it turns into ash and that it's nitram. Nishtaz ahalach. Trimas Adeshin is a mechaev that the coin goes up and it's a bit ceremonious. Takes a tiny bit of ash that's found there and puts it in the back. Done. That's the machayev. It's not that each of the imurim required to be turning into deshen. The end of the day, there's no such machayev. They're machayev a haktara, and we're saying the haktara can be fulfilled when it's shard, and after achatzois comes, it's always equal. The haktara is over. There's another thing that the coin has to be made in the deshen that's on the mizbech every night. So you have to worry about the din haktara from the imurim and the fulfillment of the mitzvah of trimas on the mizbech. And the gemara at the end of the day is very much splitting those two points. That's what comes out. No, put it out. Yeah, yeah. No, 
That's coming now from the words Ad Haboka. Torah says by the Haktara, the Din Haktara, he alone is Be'achol Alayla, the Imurim have to be there the whole night, Ad Haboka. So we're saying, I know it's Ad Haboka, that Drosha is a Din in the Haktara. And it's saying, the Imurim are Mechai of the Haktara until the Biker Shalayla, meaning until Chatzais. It's a Din Doraisa. After Chatzais, Chatzais is equal to Kim in the Haktara. Just we're saying this man of the Truma Sedashin is the whole night. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Why not just do it? Yeah. So it's a good question. Um, you know, we were talking about that for just a little bit in the when the in the gears in the second line where the Gemara says Hechi Ma'achrin. But it seems that, it, it, and this is where you have that paradox a little bit of what you know what Yehuda was saying is that even if the mitzvah could be done at the end of the day, if practically there were things generally burning. It makes sense to wait. And so man. That's the best we have to see it. I'll tell you something. I'm just going to reveal a little secret. Okay? Not that it helps too much. The Ramah molds that on a regular day, the Trumah Sedashim was done after daybreak. Everybody gets very nervous. Pasha is connected to Gemara. I'm thinking of Mishnah. But, I don't know. I don't know how to fully say it. It seems that there's a relationship, and even without the Ramah's opinion, it's done at the end of the night. Even though we're saying the Etzim is just take off ash, unrelated to the Dinah, the Imurim, we still would rather see the ash from all of the imurim that were burning, that were burned, represented in the Chiron Sedashin. Tough stuff. Says the Gemara now back, Kriya Sagever. What's the Kriya of the Gever? My Kriya Sagever. Rav Amar Gavra. It's a person who would, who would call out that it was time to do that Vodah. Rav Sheila Amar Karatanagola means the rooster. Okay, so a different thing. And by the way, some of the Rishonim say that's an earlier Zmanish. It's, it's not just a dispute about what the word means. It's a dispute when the time was. Says the Gemara, Mayur, take a story here. Rav, Rav once went to where Shela was. Rav didn't tell anybody who he was. Remember, Rav came to Bavel. Nobody knew him. So there was no loudspeaker by Rav Shela. You know the loudspeaker, the human loudspeaker, the Rebbe would say this year, and he didn't scream it. He would say it to, to somebody, and then somebody else would scream it. So Rav Shela didn't have a mentor coming in front of him. So come Rav, Rav said, no problem, I'll do it for you. During this, during this year, Rav Sheila said that it was Kargavra. Um, he said, when Rav was saying what the shear was, he said it means the person. Meaning Rav Sheila said, they didn't have to whisper. It wasn't like word for word. Rav Sheila said, you know, tell the Olam about Kriya Sagever. And Rav sold them, that means the call of the person. Because that's where Rav helped. Rav Sheila didn't hold that way. Rav Sheila held them at the, the rooster. So I'm like, Rav Sheila, hey, you should have said the rooster. This is an Aramaic expression that the instrument they play in front of the kings is not acceptable to the weavers. It's a way of saying like, 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 like the instrument is good enough for the king, but it's not good enough for the garbage man. Like, who are you to tell me that my piyad is wrong? I used to be Rav Chiyos, Matorgimin Rav says. And I gave my pshat that, that it means Kra Gavra. Rav Chiyos didn't object. Rav Chiyos liked my pshat. And you have the audacity to tell me I should correct myself and that it means the call of the rooster? So Amalei, Rav Shehla realized what was going on. So I was just saying, Ma, Marniu Rav, it must be Rav is over here. He says, You should sit down. He felt horrible that Rav became his Matorgimin. So Amalei, Rav said, Amri inchi, Itagula puts Amri. People say, if you hire yourself out to somebody, you should, you should be combing all of his wool, meaning you do everything. So once I'm in the job, I'm in the job. So people are going to say, you know, you stopped in the middle, that's not right. So I have to finish the job. 
So that's how you see interesting thing. Again, Rav holds it was the person. Rav Shela holds it was the rooster. Says the Gemara Tanikavas said the Rav Tanikavas said Rav Shela. We actually have a bride says one bride is like one, one bride is like the other. Says the Gemara Tanikavas said the Rav one bride says like Rav. It says Givini. There was a person named Givini Karuz. He was the, the he would he would be the vecker. He would the shout. He would shout out loud and announce each morning. Ma Omer, what would he say? He would say Imdu, everybody everybody get up. Kana Abalas can him to the work. Levim, Levim to the platform where they would sing. Yisrael, the Ma'amadim, Yisrael to the Ma'amadim. The Ma'amadim husband have, how does it make sense? Kla Yisrael is having the carbon tamid and they're not being represented. There's no bailam on the carbon. So they used to have rotations of people who would take off work and go daven in the, in the Azara alongside the Hakravas HaKarbana. So the, the Yisrael, whoever state time it was, they should go to their station. By Kolo Nishmab Shosh Parasos, he has such a strong voice, you could hear it three parts away. Says the Gemara, Maisa Agrippas Amelch was a story with the king Agrippas. He was once walking on the road. He was able to hear Gvini's, Gvini's voice three parts away. He was so impressed. When he returned home, he sent him presents, uh, like respect for the great voice of Gvini. Says the Gemara, an interesting thing here. Gvini was screaming in the night, and it was heard how far away? Three parts the voice of the Kohen Gadol was greater than the voice of Givini. In what sense? It says in the Brisa, when the Kohen Gadol was doing the, uh, when he was doing the Vidoy, and he would get to the Ana Hashem, he had his par, right? And he was confessing his sins, and he would say, Ana Hashem, it was such a loud voice, you were able to hear the voice all the way uh, in Yericho. So, the question is, if this always happened, it was only particularly in the, in the good or bad, better times of the second base of Mikdash, if it was a nace, was it not a nace? Presumably it was. That's the bottom line. So all the way in Yericho, we were able to hear his voice. That's ten parses. It's like you ever drive from Yerushalayim. By the way, this Gemara is a big thing about how big, how big the Amad are, right? Parses 2,000 Amad. So you can make the calculation. We know where Yericho is. It's not that hard. We know exactly where it is today. So it's like calculating how long does it take to drive from Jerusalem to the Dead Sea? You know, how long will drive is that? So you can figure out how much ten parsets is very, very important. Zmanim. Okay, anyways, so the sound was able to be heard all the way to Yericho. To, to, to so that's much more than Gvini. Throw in more variables. When here the Kohen and Kohen Kohen Gadol should have been weaker. Why? Because he was doing Navoda. Gvini. He wasn't weak, right? He wasn't fasting or anything. And another point, Gvini was doing it at the end of the night, so there was no sound to disrupt. And the Kohen Gadol was doing it during the day when there were things, right? A person's voice isn't heard, doesn't carry as well during the day as it does during the night. Afalpikin, the Kohen Gadol's voice, was going so much further than the voice of Gvini. Now, the Gemara says a fascinating thing. This is where, you know... Science, Gemara, interesting perspectives here. What's the pshat that a person's voice is not heard as well during the day as it's heard during the night? So it's not simply because there's other noises during the day. The Gemara attributes it to sort of metaphysical things here. It's the sun. The sun makes a lot of noise. It's like a saw cutting through, cutting through the rikia, just like a carpenter cuts through the wood. It's like, it's like, you know, carving through, drilling the whole day. The, 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 the sawdust that's produced is called loshme. It's called nothingness. What is the Gemara referring to? So you ever see, right? You ever see in the sunny, I remember this as a kid, like, what is this? Like, you know, when the, you, know you see a sunny spot during the day and you see the dust, right? So what's Pashup Shah? It's always there, just you don't notice it unless it's very bright, no? 
I don't know, I have no clue scientifically what, what I'm saying, but that's what I always thought as a kid. Like, there's a certain part. The Gemara says, no, it's the sawdust. Isn't that interesting? The sun is cutting through the rakiah, and that dust is the sawdust that's produced by that cutting of the wood. So the Gemara says, This is the meaning of what Nuchanetzer said, Everything in the world is considered like nothing. And that's a reference, like the nothing, it's the lach hashivin, that's the, 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 the dust that's produced by, by the sun. So the reason why voices don't carry during the day is because of the great noises that are being produced, whether we're, we're recognizing them or not, but the noises that are produced by the sun throughout the whole time. So the Kohen Gadol's voice, which was heard during the day, and carrying to Yericho, that's a greater phenomenon than Gvini's voice uh, carrying three parsa. So the Gemara just uh, elaborates a little bit here some things I definitely don't understand. Tanar Abanan, if it wasn't for the sound produced by the sun, you'd be able to hear the, the sound of the Romans. The Romans had crowds and you'd be able to hear the sound of them throughout the world. If not for them, you would actually hear the sound. You would, you would be able to hear. Just there's also a sound that's produced by the, crowd, the crowds of Rome. Says the Gemara, there are three sounds that travel the whole world. The Roman Roman crowds called the and the sound and when the when the, the shama leaves the body, the sound of death is, is very powerful. the sounds of birth. So the, 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 literally Ridia means to plow in Aramaic. But it's, we're talking about Rashi says that it's a specific Malach who's in charge of the rain, and it, he 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 looks like a he looks like a plower, meaning he looks like an animal who leads the plow. So that's why he's called that. So he makes a lot of noise. I guess I don't know exactly what he's doing up there, but he makes a lot of noise. What happened was, the rabbis davened that the, the sounds of death shouldn't be so loud. And they were mevatel, they were mevatel, uh, the entire thing. Okay. Um, and then finally, the Gemara says at the end here, Tanikvasa Derev Shila, we have a one Brisa which says that we first brought a Brisa that said Gever is like, Rab, now we're bringing a Raya that Gever is Rusha, like Rav Shela, Yotzei Derech, Holden Kirish Gever. Anyone who goes on the road early in the morning to, at the, while it's still dark before Kirish Gever, Dumb Rosh, the blood is on his head, Rav Yishomar Shishna. It should do until the Gever calls twice, Rav Yishomar Shishna, until the rooster calls out the third time. Ezer Tanakolomo, what kind of rooster are we talking about? Tanakolomo, Benoni, the average rooster. The call of the average rooster isn't too late or too, or, or too early. So therefore, we clearly see contextually in this b'risa that Gever means rooster.